Michael Bohm with us on the ones and twos. Jake Murren on the updates. Good crew tonight on a Wednesday evening. And yes, as many of you know, I am a one half of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast podcast duo. Wherever you get your podcast, by the way, you can listen to us. We uh, dropped a new episode. I, I hate when people say that, but I said it myself uh, yesterday. All right, I'm going to attempt to do this. And let's see where this goes. All right. Folks, whether you like it or not, (laughs) the local baseball team, the local nine, is going to be playing baseball next month. We're like a month and a week away from opening nine. When the Guardians open the 2024 campaign out in Oakland against the AAA Oakland Athletics. The A's might be moving to Sacramento. They might be moving to Vegas after that. Who knows? Stephen Vogt. I don't have a new a nickname yet for the manager, but Stephen Vogt is going back to Oakland where he played for many years, and he's going to be managing this Guardians team. Now, some of you might go over to the local Barnes & Noble or Campus Drug. I know that doesn't exist anymore, but for my older East Side listeners, shout out Campus uh, I remember going with my brother over to Miller Drug uh, in Pepper Pike or Campus Drug in Shaker or University Heights and getting the old Lindy's or Sporting News or Sport Magazine or even Sports Illustrated baseball preview, right? Now we just go to the Internet. Go to MLB, go to ESPN.com, whatever. Go to uh, uh, Odyssey. Go to 923thefan.com. And people are starting to talk about, oh, well, the Guardians are picked to finish blank. Most of it is second, third. I've even seen fourth. I've seen people say Minnesota, Detroit's coming on, and hey, Kansas City, spend a lot of money. They got Bobby Witt Jr. They got a healthy Vinny P back. Woo, look out. Not a lot of people are saying that, you're, that this baseball team has a chance to win the division. I think they do. I think they can. Why not? The offense was hideous last year. All right? It was horrible. Can't be any worse. Gone are the likes of Mike Zanino and Josh Bell. All right? We had Cole Calhoun at the end of last year hitting bombs. But still... The offense will get better. I think Tito and some of his coaches last year had I-71 eyes, and by June and July, they were done. They were ready to go. Retirement was right there, and they could taste it. All right? DeMarlo Hale's gone. Sarbon. We love Sarby, but he's gone. All right? There's some younger blood with the staff. Carl Willis is still around, and it starts with starting pitching. And if Bieber's back to Bieber form in a contract year, Tristan McKenzie can pitch. Guy can pitch when he's healthy. And you throw Bybee, Williams, and Allen out there, that's a pretty darn good staff. You get concerned about the depth, and if there's injuries, absolutely. But every team has that concern. The bullpen last year was beyond brutal. And I to sit here and predict bullpens, I, I I can't. I like the upgrade of Scott Barlow. Class A will be, I think, better than he was a year ago. 
way too many blown saves. I think he's now a year removed from getting used to the pitch clock. And I think there's a couple of young arms in the bullpen and maybe even the addition of Carrasco giving you multiple innings sometimes that will make it better. I love that Carlos Carrasco is back. I love that Austin Hedges is back. Sure, call me a call me a homer, but they missed his leadership last year. Now, should he be playing once a week? Yes, that's it. The Guardians go into the season with a stud behind the plate in Bo Naylor. That's a kid that could have a breakout year this year with over 20 home runs. Give me an 850 OPS, something something high up, and we could we could have a discussion here. Stephen Bode said today, Jose Ramirez likely going to hit second sometimes. Good. The more it bats, the better. Who's hitting second? Who who would you have hitting second anyway? Quan leads off, and if Ramirez hits third, somebody call me and tell me who's hitting second. The answer is nobody. The answer is Jose Ramirez. That's the right thing to do. But again, it goes back to what a minute I open up the phones, I know what's coming. Dolan's cheap, didn't spend. How come the Twins did this, this, and this? How come the Tigers did this, this, and this? Tigers signed Mark Canna. Tigers signed Kenta Maeda. Tigers signed Jack Flaherty. What did we do? They traded for Scott Barlow and paid him, and they signed Austin Hedges. You had to watch an entire season last year of Will Brennan. He's back. You had to watch an entire season last year of Miles Straw. He's back. You had to watch an entire season last year of a short, of shortstop at the beginning of the year that couldn't hit or field in Ahmed Rosario. Then the guy who right now is a leader in the clubhouse to play shortstop on opening day, Gabe Arias, cannot hit. He hit at the minor league level. He's had a good track record there, but in the major leagues last year, way too much, as the baseball nerds say, swing and miss. But I think Andres Jimenez bounced back. Jose Ramirez doing his thing. Quan bounced back. And I think somebody of the young group, Rocchio, Arias, Manzardo, De Los Santos, Florial, there's got to be a handful of those guys. Some of those guys are going to pop and have breakout years. Or else this franchise has absolutely no clue how to develop young position players. Tyler Freeman. What if what if Tyler Freeman starts hitting a lot? And Manzardo's not ready. Does Tyler Freeman like end up DHing some days? Because you have to have his bat in the lineup. I think this team can surprise some people. I have faith that a young manager that a lot of teams liked, and this guy was co- in coaching for one year, and the Guardians scooped him up. There will be fans that say, nope, cheap hire. Yeah, but they paid their manager $6 million the last few years. So I, I think that I think this team will be better than people think. I think the staff is really going to be good. 
The question is, will they be able to score enough runs? But what we saw from Andre Jimenez last year is not what we'll see this year. I think guys dug themselves a hole offensively. Like I said, I think the manager stopped being aggressive. And I think this team needed some juice. And I think they needed some veteran leadership back. And I'm not scared of Minnesota or Detroit. Certainly not scared of the White Sox. Nor am I scared of Kansas City. And that's all you got to do. Win the division, get into the tournament, and then see what happens. This team two years ago was one win away from the ALCS. Or are you of the mindset and opinion that this franchise refuses to spend money and that you're done with them? Because they won't spend, they're crying about the TV deal, and they're running back a lot of the same faces in right field, center field, shortstop, where they could have gone out and signed somebody. Uh, I saw today on Twitter, Adam the Bull put out there, why don't they sign Adam Duvall? Guy hits 20 to 25 home runs a year and is still available. And he's only 34. But the organization has said they want to see what they have with the young guys. But yet Duvall may be a much bigger upgrade than Will Brennan, then Ramon Laureano, then Estevan Florial. And if you're trying to win then what are you doing? And that begs the question at 216-474-0092. Do you believe they're rebuilding or contending? I say it's the latter based on the division and the starting pitching. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Reege Omania on line one in Independence wants to talk some Guardians. What's up, Reege? The uh, bottom line is uh, I knew your dad and Les Levine and, and knew you. Uh, I, I want to tip my hat to both of those, to, to your father and Les Levine and even Hal Lovabas. Thank you. Uh, at this point, uh, huge, huge, huge Indian fans and uh, just in their blood like you, like you show now and like I have in my blood. And Amen. tons of people in this town have, have Indian slash Guardians in their blood. But uh, it's just. It's just to, it's just so easy to talk about the Browns. You don't have to be prepared to talk about the Browns. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, I get it, Reach. But I, I appreciate the comments, man. I do. Here's here's my starting point. Yeah. Uh, I, I I like Duvall too, but uh, they signed Loriano, and unfortunately, I would not have jumped the gun to sign Loriano. You you probably could have got Duvall for that same range for a year that you got Loriano. So I mean that I think that's kind of a mistake. The, the only mistake I see, uh, I agree. I, I I like the ball a lot too. But don't forget he, he broke his wrist last year, so you don't know how he's going to come back either. But right. the big to me the big changes, and we you talked about pitching already. I, I think we got certainly enough pitching. I'm right behind my buddy from River called Vote W S Vote. When's the last time you had a manager, including Tito, talk about use the word World Series when he has interviews? Want to get to the World Series? Well, I mean, I, I think the organization, Reach, I think the organization has always said that. I think Chris Antonetti in every interview he's done has said that. And they uh, know. They, they, playoffs, more playoffs than saying World Series. No, I understand. Uh, I understand. Yeah. But I, I, I like I like that they're shooting for the stars and they feel like, hey, look, we've got some good pieces here. They almost, they do such a lousy job, this franchise, of selling their players, uh, of promoting their players. Um, that there's people in the front office there, both on and off the field, that 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 
you know, have been mainstays there for years and they like their little inner circle. But you got to sell us on something. And a guy like well, Kyle Man, a guy like Kyle Manzardo, to me, is something that you could sell because you traded Aaron Savali to get him. And now all of a sudden there's whispers of he may start the year in April, uh, in AAA in March and April. That's ridiculous. If he can hit, play him. Play him. Well, I, th- I think you're going to see a difference here with, with, with Boat because Tito was always scared to start a rookie. There, there's no question about it. And I think they're going to play with a – I think he's definitely going to be looking at changes. Miles Straw better be ready because Miles Straw, you know, at the worst case, he should be platooning, and I'm hoping – my, my big, uh, there's two guys to look at here, and Delo Santos and my main man, Feel the Flow, Esteban Florial. That's going to be my <laughs> Feel the Flow. Well, Reeves, thanks for the phone call. I mean, Florial is a guy that's intriguing, and you see already from the comments from Vote and others calling him a specimen and saying this guy has a lot of tools. He has torn up AAA. His numbers are through the roof, but he can he could never break through with the Yankees, and that's a tough place to win. That's a tough place to to perform. I mean to say, maybe he needed a change of scenery to come to a town where there's not going to be a lot of pressure on him. And if he can play and perform like he has at AAA, then yes, Miles Straw is going to be a a pinch hitter and defensive replacement, and that's it. Matt and Willoughby and others will get to you next on the phones talking baseball on a Wednesday night here on 92.3 The Fan. There's good pitchers on this team. Tanner Bybee would be an ace in Kansas City or Detroit or in Minnesota. He's going to be your third starter. Are we concerned about the offense? Yes. Did they not spend any money and could have gone out and got a Jorge Soler to put in right field or... Or, or someone suggested today, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Duvall or any of these people. I get it. They want to ride it out with the kids and see what happens. And look, if Arias, Rocchio, Freeman, Brito, Manzardo, if they all flame this year, if they're all bad and can't hit, there may have to be some changes in that front office. But I think some, some of these guys are going to pop. I do. What if a Brian Rocchio and a Gabe Arias have big springs? And look the part. You could put uh, Rokio at short. Maybe Arias is playing some right field because he has a good glove. These guys needed a year last year, which was a year they were supposed to build upon the year before. But a lot of them needed to play. Now it's time for them to play and perform. But we're getting your thoughts on it on the phones. Matt in Willoughby is up first uh, here on the fan. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt. How's it going? Good, buddy. How are you? Look, I don't know where this narrative started with the uh, front office somehow being incompetent. Like, like uh, I mean, you, you see, like organizations around the whole uh, the whole league are trying to emulate or or copy. So I I don't know uh, I don't know why everyone's getting on uh, uh, Antonetti and Chernoff. Uh, oh, by the way, who's the well, one providing Matt, Matt, funding? Matt, hold on, Matt. Before you yeah. do your second point, the reason why that there's some there's some actual backlash against the front office and not ownership is because of what happened last year. I mean, they signed two absolute duds in Zanino and Bell. And I mean, they could not hit last year. I mean, they were last in almost every offensive category. And the the team, the guys that put that roster together 
were Chris and Mike. That's all. It's, you know? Did you see the amount of home runs that Bell hit once he left Cleveland? It's clearly an organizational <laughs> issue. I, it's, it's, I know. It's definitely, Matt, Matt I, I, I don't know if you're on, if you're contributing to Paul, to Paul Dolan's brother's uh, Senate campaign. But, I'm, I'm like, not. The, I'm not. I don't, the, I don't, the, I don't do, I don't do that, politics. Like, Haslam gets blasted in the city. Gilbert gets blasted in the city. But for some reason, we have to treat the poor, poor sweet Dolans with kid gloves. It, it's it's insulting to, to the hardworking people who are trying to pay for, pay for tickets. It's insulting. Matt, I, I'll tell you this. If none of these young guys, and again, there's a lot of them. I've referenced all of them. Freeman, Rogio, Arias, Manzardo, Florial, Brennan. They're all young. Bo Naylor, a lot. This is a young team. If none of them pop. And the, and the people that Paul Dolan put into place to evaluate talent evaluated them wrong. And he elected not to open the coffers and they let Bieber walk. Then fans should should revolt. They should. And, and it would be time to put David Blitzer, the minority owner, at the top and put him at the head table and let him run the team. Because you're hey, right. Don't worry. He'll probably, he'll probably put him in the same spot that Sherman did and uh, put him in a position to take over no, our team. No, I, I think Blitzer... Matt, thanks for the phone call. I think Blitzer's going to eventually take over. I do. And Paul Dolan wants to win one for his father, who's getting up there in age uh, and is still alive. And I think that's why Paul's holding on. I do. I, I, I think that's what this, what kind of where this is going. And I think David Blitzer is a big reason why they put so much money into renovations into the stadium. But for most of you, the fans, and Matt Willoughby was a good good caller. It's time to put some money into the team. If this club starts the year off and you go, man, Kyle Manzardo's a monster. Bo Naylor's unbelievably good. Josh Naylor continues to hit. Then it's time to extend Josh Naylor. It would be time then to maybe offer a, a shorter-term deal to Shane Bieber to stay. It'd be time to spend some money at the deadline to make a run at it. And if he doesn't do that as the owner, then get him out of here. The thing I like about Paul Dolan is he allows his baseball people to handle baseball. He doesn't meddle. He doesn't talk much. He stays out of it. People that work for him love working for him. Tito Francona could have retired any time the last three or four years due to his health. He wanted to win for his boss. He did. And I respected that. But you're right. Let's see how this plays out this year. They're saying they didn't spend because they want to see how the kids do. Well, if they all suck, then what? And if they're all good, the, the owner better step up and add some payroll at the deadline. Let's talk to Ken in Broadview on the fan. Hey, Ken. How are you tonight, sir? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. I, I just, I see what happened last year, and when we traded everyone away, it was disappointing. I like the team that we have. I like the team that we had. And the, going forward, if we have some really good players this year, we might trade them away halfway through. With these renovations that are going on, we're so far behind in the renovations, you really can't get into the stadium and kind of worried about opening day and we're going to be ready for it. And then that's only phase one. We got phase two coming in next year. If we would have went into the playoffs last year, we would have been two or three weeks behind. We might not have made opening day, even opening this year. So it's just kind of just a weird feeling that I don't know too many teams that are going through renovations that go all out to keep a team heading forward and i'd like to see it but i just doubt it would happen 
Uh, it's an, you bring up an interesting point, Ken. I didn't really think about it. Yeah, I mean, they they better off the field get that stuff rectified. You're right. Look, Rob Manfred is a is a abysmal commissioner. He's god awful, and you know he has overseen a lot of this Oakland A's move, which is just awful PR. It's it's bad for the sport when you have a team that's such a lame duck that plays in a horrible stadium that still won't be able to move to Vegas for years. Might be playing in a minor league stadium for a couple of years in Sacramento. It's a bad look. It's a bad look when you're right. You have a franchise like the Guardians that have has pretty darn good history and has done a lot of winning over the last few years. And you're right. If you go into the stadium and it looks like a construction zone, that should not be allowed. This is a professional baseball organization, you know. And right. that that's it's it's look. I I'm worried more about what's going to go on on the field. Obviously, they're not opening up the stadium. The home opener is not for a few weeks into the season. Maybe that's by design. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes and how it looks. Right. And and having us change our name and then also talk about how great the Braves are in the World Series the same year kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth of <laughs> what kind of management do we have running this place? Well, I appreciate it, Ken. I mean, it's amazing to me that still on February 21st of 2024, we still talk about the name change. It's amazing. And what I love about the fans that are still mad about it, and I look, I don't agree with them on it. I say get over it, but I love the passion that they had for Chief Wahoo and for the name. I do. I get it. I, I understand. Um, what I don't understand is now still talking about it and not letting it go. But um, bottom line is there's a lot of young talent on this team. But can they win? Can they hit? I think the pit, the... The, the pitching last year went through a lot of starting pitchers with all the injuries. Bieber was out most of the year. McKenzie was out most of the year. And they were still battling in that division. If they can stay healthy, there's no way the bullpen can be any worse than it was a year ago. There's guys with a track record that had bad years last year. But there's some there's some budding superstars on this team. Ramirez, Jose Ramirez already is one. But I think Josh Naylor and Bo Naylor... And Andres Jimenez could all be all-star caliber players this year with Jose Ramirez. And that's what gives me some hope. These guys have shown they could, they can play. But a Florial in center field, I've got to see it. If I see Miles Straw on opening day in center field, I'm going to start screaming. I'm serious. Joe, uh, in a van down by the river, is on the uh, fan. What's up, Joe? What's up? So, What's up? Two two things. Like, besides the horrible non-moves in the outfield, yes. the other horrible move was bringing Austin Hedges back. So that had to be like a pitcher thing because yes, he was it is. It's a it's a it's no it's it's a leadership thing. They need him in the clubhouse. He's a leader. They love him. He'll play once a week. I'm not. I don't. So, I don't care about that. He play. He'll play if, once a week. If they're going for leadership, I mean, isn't Brantley? I mean, I know that we don't want. We might not want some older guys in the outfield, but you got Brantley, Rosario, Duvall. All these guys are free agents this year. Well, Brant, Brantley, reti- Brantley retired. Brantley retired. Oh, and I, 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 I can't. I can't watch any more of a Med Rosario. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I get it, <laughs> but it's probably better than Straw in center field. Well, I mean, the thing is, the, the the Adam Duvall thing is interesting because he's got a track record and he's a power guy, but there, nobody has signed him yet. 
You know, that's that's what's sort of weird about it. But I mean, I think the guy they're 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 counting on Estevan Florial from the Yankees, who's out of options, can't be sent to the minors, to finally kind of break through. He's had monster numbers at AAA, and the Yankees have always liked him. But he just anytime he came up, he kind of froze. And it's like, will he do that with the with the Guardians? Will he have? Well, not having the pinstripes on, will that relax him a little bit? We'll have to see. And we have, and we have uh, I can't, his name escapes me, but number 76, a big dude that plays right field. Uh, Left field. Oh, Quan? No, not Quan. Uh, he's like uh, boy, big, big dude. Uh, reminds me of Gonzalez, but as George or something like that. Oh, Valera, George Valera? Yeah, is he? I mean, I, he's still. It's interesting. I haven't even. You know, I've been talking about this team now for the last 33 minutes, uh, Joe, and thanks for the phone call. And I, I haven't even brought up the name George Valera. George Valera, two, three years ago, was one of this team's top prospects, but he hasn't been healthy. But that's another name where if he gets at bats this spring and he's on the 40-man roster and he performs, then what do you do? That's another one. He has options that could start the year at AAA. But if he's t- knocking the cover off the ball, he's got as, as, as nice a swing as anybody in the in the organization. So there's a lot of options. And I think what this franchise is hoping and this front office is hoping is that of all of these guys were thrown up against the wall, a few of them stick and become legitimate big league, you know, above league average players. And then all of a sudden you may have something here because you've got proven guys in that starting rotation. You open up the start of the year and you got Bieber, McKenzie, and Bybee. If they're all healthy, pitching against the A's, that should be three wins. If you can score enough runs, you should win those games. I mean, Gavin Williams is a number four starter. We watched him last year hit triple digits. With a fastball. You saw some of his secondary stuff. It was electric. He's really good. Logan Allen knows how to pitch. Is your fifth starter. So that I like. That gives me some optimism. But you're right. It's... Trust me when I tell you, I think the franchise knows they cannot have Miles Straw play every day. And for some odd reason... The manager last year just kept playing him. It was it was bizarre. Very bizarre. 216-474-0092 is the phone number. We're going to get into some Browns free agency with Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus coming up at the top of the hour as well, right here on The Fan. And by the way, I did hear uh, Jake mention the Dome. As somebody that grew up in Northeast Ohio, went to Orange High School, Graduated in 1991, sat in the old stadium in 86, watched John Elway in person up in Section 37, go 98 yards, watch Rich Carlos miss the field goal, er, make the field goal. Was there in snow in 88 against the Oilers. Then the next week, lose, Marty gets fired. It was there when Carlos Martinez had a fly ball to right field in that same stadium, and it hit Jose Canseco in the head and went over the wall. I was at all these things. 
I just cannot believe and think there's going to be a domed stadium built in that city. In this city. I just don't see it. Maybe I'm way off base. I know what it would bring in terms of commerce, Final Fours, Super Bowl. Maybe you get a Super Bowl. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm just not realistic. Maybe I just think that it's way too far-fetched to think that that is something that could happen. 216-474-0092 is the phone number. We have talked baseball this hour. I'm loving this. Steven is in Kent. He's on the fan on line one. What's up, Steve? Hey, good evening. I don't want to waste too much of your time, so I have three quick things I want to bring up. Take, um, take I, I your time. Myself, okay, okay. I consider myself an optimistic person, so I'm hearing all this negativity. I'm hoping I can change that. Um, when it comes to spending, um, I think about what we potentially could sign or what people want to target. Mm-hmm. My experience has been if you're not signing a top-end guy under 30, there's a very high likelihood you're going to get burned on the deal. I feel like with all these upset people that they don't spend like the Browns or whatever, um, well, 2013, 2013 <laughs> all those players we signed, just yes. to finish, please comment after, yep. um, all those players we signed, Stubbs, Bourne, Swisher, Swisher was the only one that had decent numbers. I just looked it up earlier today. He had like a 115 OPS plus. Other than that, they were all duds. But, hey, they spent money. Um, Same thing with last year. Sean Murphy, shame we didn't get him. But all those other guys that we could have got, you know, or that we did, I'm sorry, Zanino and, you know, uh, Bell, didn't work out. So I'm not so upset that they're not spending this money. I will be upset if they don't extend people. I agree with you. You said on the last segment, they better extend guys if they prove it. Uh, that was my first thing. Did you want to say anything about that? But well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay, so stay with about spending no, money. Stay, stay with me, Stephen. I think you bring up a great point and nice yeah. Drew Stubbs uh, reset there. Uh, <laughs> Born, Born and Swisher were an unmitigated disaster, and it took a long time to get out from underneath those contracts. Uh, they were creative enough to get out from under the Josh Bell contract, like you said. And, yeah, there's been plenty of times that they have – I mean, you could probably, you know, on one hand, remember – count the number of, of, of signees, uh, signings of guys over 30 that have worked. Like Edwin Encarnacion – Edwin was a great signing, all right? And and he, he brought the right-handed power bat that we all wanted. Same with Mike Napoli and a few others. But for the most part, you're right. They've been a lot of duds. You know, to sit here and go, all right, who would I have signed this offseason? Well, you brought it up from last year. You know, they could have traded for Matt Olson and paid him. They didn't. They could have traded for Sean Murphy and paid him. They didn't. Those two guys are going to be in Atlanta for a long time. As Those are the bats, one a right-handed bat and Murphy, one a left-handed bat and Olson that they desperately need, you know. But they didn't right. want to give up the prospects to do it, Stephen. And now all these prospects are up. So they better they better perform. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. And then um, one quick point and then one question to finish. Yep. So guys I like, I'll highlight two. I'm really hopeful Stone Arias. He's got the most power potential. I am not giving up on that man. I would hope in the next 50 games he proves whether he deserves to have the starting job. And I hope he figures out his woes against whatever side of the bat um, pitchers that he's not good at. I'm hoping he has a better yeah. average because I saw yeah. that power. We all saw that power if you were watching. I think he has that. I would love to see 20 home runs out of him. And then there's a lot of other guys like Florio. 
I want to see Jonathan Rodriguez get like at least 200 at bats. I mean, the man's done nothing, in my opinion, on the surface level stats to not deserve at least a chance. I understand he's got swing and miss. I understand there's advanced stats that are concerning, but he betted nearly 300. He hit like 23 homers in the minors. That's way better than um, Oscar's numbers. I'm fairly certain the last two years, and yeah. that's way better than, you know, Johensky, Noel, or anybody else recently. He deserves some at-bats. I would love to see him get at-bats. I hope that happens unless someone else blows him away. And then the last thing I'd like to leave you with, unless you'd like to leave me on, with guys in the last 10, 15 years like Kipnis and Brantley that have been successful coming up, can you, you know, I'm assuming you have more perspective than I do. Can you tell me, like, comparatively to these guys, like, what sort of expectations, how good were they looking in the minors? You know, was everyone like, oh, man, Brantley, yeah, give him time. He's going to be really good. Oh, Kipnis, yeah, give him time. He's going to be really good. Because I just don't remember what was the conversations being had about those guys compared to our young guys. I'm hoping you can add some perspective. Yeah, no, Stephen, thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's start with the, the first thing you brought up, and I think you brought up some great points. When they drafted Kipnis, I think he was a second-round pick, and he was an outfielder at first. There was an expectation for him and also Lonnie Chisenhall, who was the fir- who was a first-round pick, that they would come up, Chisenhall would be at third, and Kipnis would be at second. Of course, Chis came up, Jose had already kind of had gotten to the point where you were playing him at third and Chisholm played right field. It was on the obviously the World Series team of twenty sixteen. Yeah, when they when they drafted Kipnis, they they thought they had something there. And they had high expectations for him. When they traded CC Sabathia to Milwaukee, the player to be named later was the guy they really wanted. That was Michael Brantley. But again, that was a guy they had to trade to get. They did not draft. Kipnis and Chisholm were rare positional players that they've drafted that actually panned out. Because this is also an organization that drafted Bradley Zimmer, that drafted Clint Frazier, and thought those guys were going to be, as first-round picks, absolute studs in the outfield. You know, Zimmer was five tools. Oh, my God, a guy 6'4", who can hit with power and run like a gazelle. <laughs> I think he's out of baseball. You know, and and Stephen has mentioned Jonathan Rodriguez, who's an intriguing prospect, but not somebody that, when you're grading guys out, compares to, like he talked about, Arias, uh, Rocchio, um, uh, DeLauder, who's in the minors now. Those guys are much more highly regarded within the organization and within baseball than Jonathan Rodriguez. But what if a Rodriguez or John Kenzie Noel, and I watched a Noel play at uh, Columbus last year in person, a lot of power, but... Are those guys ready for a full season the majors yet? You know, Valera is another one that is, you know, drafted, that has been here, that has signed. There's a lot of names, and it's a matter of them deciding who the right people are. Arias is intriguing. It's short because he's really good with a glove. But you're right, the last two years, because remember, he was on the 22 team and played a little bit uh, during that playoff run that just could not hit the baseball consistently at this upper level. And against lefties last year, those hit, I mean, even if you just go with batting average, it was below 100. But could he pick it at short? Does he have the arm? Yeah, he does. But he's only 23. Gabe Arias is 23. So, like, if you say... 
this spring, oh, he looks horrible. Rokio's the guy because Keith Law at theathletic.com had him ranked 15th in his top 100 prospects. You can't just give up on him. But, Gabe, we saw you for a full year in the majors last year. It's got to be better at the plate. It has to be better. But he will turn, I want to see this. Gabe Arias will turn, yeah, 24 in in six days. But again, came over from the Padres in the uh, Quantrill deal, or not the Quantrill deal, the uh, Clevenger trade, and was pretty highly regarded. But that's the hope, is that some of these young guys, that a few of them deliver this year and hit their potential, and we see big league stats and, you know, above league average numbers from them. And, like, you know, and we'll listen to the interview a little bit later on. Tom Verducci was on earlier with the afternoon show with Nick and and Daryl Ryder, and he said it. This offense is going to be better because last year it couldn't have gotten any worse than it was. It was beyond bad. But I asked the question earlier, is this contention, contending, or is it rebuilding based on all of these young guys that we're talking about? Because in baseball, when you're playing all young guys, normally you don't win. No, they're not all young. Jose Ramirez is not young. Shane Bieber is not young. Josh Naylor is not young anymore. And for some odd reason, they caught lightning in a bottle in 2022. And while it was an unbelievable year and a lot of fun, it also might have been the worst thing to happen to this organization. 216-474-0092. Bob is in Rocky River on the fan. Hi, Bob. Hey, Matt. What's up, Bob? You know, the the Dolans, hang on a second while I turn this radio down. Okay. He's going into a Dolan's rant. Uh-oh. Bob's turning his radio down. The Dolans really can't afford to build. This is a team that cannot economically rebuild. They just can't take a year and say, okay, we're going to rebuild with a bunch of rookies and try to do that because they need to put people in the seats. And with the weather in Cleveland and the economic situation here and the fact that there's two other major league teams here, they always have to really try to contend as best as they can. There is no rebuilding year here. Well, no, but they, but they have so many kids that they're playing that they believe they can rebuild on the fly and still contend. Yeah, if, if they had, if uh, Bob, if they had traded Shane Bieber, then yeah, then then that would have been and gotten a very small haul for him. Then you'd call it a rebuild. You know what I'm saying? I still believe they believe they can contend absolutely in this division. Yeah, but, they probably can with the pitching as long as they have Bieber for a certain period of time, and they, if they can contend, then they—that's what they want to do. Definitely speaking, that's why I think you're right. They're not going to be trading Bieber in the next month or so. That's not going to happen. No, I, I agree. Now, unless they get off to such a bad start, and all the young guys are bad, and knock on wood, Ramirez gets hurt, and uh, and thanks for the phone call, then you got to rethink a lot of these things. But I think with a new manager. Some fresh ideas in that in that clubhouse, and some young guys that I think are ready to take the next step. I think they're going to be better than people think. But uh, 
Great phone calls on this, guys. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, Browns free agency. How is the cap going to be spun? The expert, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus, coming up next.